Hello, everyone, and welcome to the No Limit Jumper podcast. I'm your host, James Macy. I have a very special guest with us today. He is the founder of Noontime Sports. Uh, he runs his own website, like myself. Um, Matt, how are we doing? I'm great, James. Great to be with you, man. It's uh, doing well. I wish, wish the weather outside or, or my window was a little nicer than it is, but uh, otherwise, uh, great to be with you. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I think it's downpouring right now, so it's not pretty depressing outside, but, you know, we're going we're gonna to run with it. Um, so Here we go. I want to get right into things because I'm very excited to have you on the show. I've been following you since I was in college. It's um, been years now since I've graduated, it seems like. Um, but you've been uh, running your own website with Noontime Sports for 11 years now, correct? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, 11 years. It's, it's, it, seems, uh, it seems hard to believe, but yeah, 11 years. And um, I got to know, what motivated you to come up with the idea of Noontime Sports? Sure. So that, that, that's a great, uh, great question. So, you know, from my end, just like you, James, you know, I'm, you know, my passion, you know, being a Massachusetts guy, uh, you know, definitely for sports definitely began, you know, when I was younger, you know, I scour the, the sports section of the Boston Globe before I'd run off to school, you know, would want to know all the, the, uh, the baseball score stats and so forth. And so that was kind of what I guess in a way kind of got me going, but the real kind of geek out moment that I still love sharing to this day was, you know, I was eight years old, my parents uh, and I, my sister, we moved to a new house and we were living outside of Boston and we had this thing called DirecTV, which everyone obviously knows what DirecTV is these days. <laughs> but, you know, we had this thing called NFL Sunday Ticket, which again, another thing that people know about and so forth. And, you know, I remember just always having to be parked on my parents' couch, uh, 11.58 a.m. Uh, when the Fox robot came on two minutes later to start off the NFL on Fox pregame show, I was always just kind of amazed. I, I love the deep voice, the excitement, the, the, the round table, excuse me, of the guys. James Brown was one of them. Chris Collinsworth uh, back in the day, crazy to think. And that was always kind of my introduction of, you know what, maybe one day I do want to do what kind of they're doing. And so, you know, as time went on, you know, when I went to Wheaton College uh, here in Massachusetts, you know, eventually my love for broadcasting kind of eventually would shift to the digital world. You know, I had started a website initially for my college radio show called Get in the Game. I was doing uh, writing for the student newspaper. I was calling games. We were fortunate enough to be able to build a relationship with the Norton Access Cable Television Station, uh, which was down the road from Wheaton to broadcast games. But, you know, I'd say it was really about 08, 09. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry <laughs> for the having to clear my throat here. But it really was when you noticed there was a shift that was going on more websites are popping up. You know, Bill Simmons was kind of getting running with, um, you know, his stuff with ESPN. WEI, which was a radio station that you and I are familiar with here in Boston that carries the Boston Red Sox, they were shifting over their, uh, their uh, stuff to more of a digital presence, more blogs are popping up. And so eventually, after I graduated in 2010, uh, or sorry, before that, I just decided, hey, I want to start my own blog. You know, I mean, I, I started a website, I started a, a sports magazine, in my college dorm room. And, you know, eventually, we would have realized, hey, you know, that was going to take more work than going to class, which wouldn't have been a really good conversation to have with our, my parents. But, um, you know, I eventually just kind of started this blog, you know, it was an opportunity for friends of uh, both, you know, in my class, a year ahead, two years ahead, it was just a great way for us just to stay connected and talk sports, whether it's about Boston sports, whether it was about a national news story, college, high school, whatever. 
But it really wasn't until I'd say late 2010, early 2011, and really more in 2011, when I started to kind of shift the gears and focus on more of the small college, New England scene, some of the high schools, uh, amateur sports, minor league baseball, um, and, you know, kind of shift away and really start kind of developing the niche of what noontime sports has become over the uh, the past 10, 11 years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you mentioned the the shift in journalism and websites popping up. Can you explain uh, how you kind of adapted to that, especially trying to make a website so early on? Sure. So, you know, I, I, I never really, I mean, I, I have written for some newspapers, you know, the Boston Globe, I've written for, you know, Gannett, which was Gatehouse at the time. And, you know, um, that was a couple of years after graduating college. But, you know, I think, you know, I would say, you know, it really wasn't, I think, you know, kind of late 2000s, you know, kind of, you know, again, going back to 07, 08, 09, even 2010, you started seeing kind of the trend where there was, you know, podcasts were still kind of in, in its infancy. There was social media stop, uh, starting to pop up. You know, I was on Facebook in 2006 because of being a freshman in college and having an email address because at the time we both know Facebook, you needed to have a college email address to be able to get on. Now you can obviously log on with a different one, but that one, I think the social media started kind of shifting in and people were able to, you know, share a thought after the game, perhaps Hey, great win by the Patriots or, Hey, you know, here's my two cents. You started seeing more of that popping up. You started seeing Twitter come on the scene in 2009. And I think, you know, for me personally, I remember being a senior in college, you know, the fall of 2009, and ESPN had launched specific city sites. They did Boston, they did New York, they did Dallas, they did Chicago, and they did Los Angeles. And those city sites featured all the major sports, colleges, and high schools. And one of the coolest things to me, you know, here, James, was being able to notice when I would get on, you could go to ESPN Boston, and they'd have, you know, Carl Ravitch, who's from Needham, Massachusetts, who would be, hey, you know, hi, hi Boston, or hey, Needham fans, or whatnot. Hey, here's your you know, 90 second update on sports for the Boston area. And you notice how they were starting to curtail it in a way that was specifically just for the Boston audience. And when I looked at that, when I look back on that and kind of see where things have come and so forth, I'm not going to say that maybe the, you know, the city sites were kind of the, the turning point, but I think, you know, maybe a year earlier or, you know, kind of 07, 06, you know, oh, even early on uh, too, early 2000s, you know, the idea of blogging was becoming like this whole newer thing. Now, obviously, you need to have blogs, uh, whether you're for a company or a brand or whatnot, because blogging has certainly been woven into websites, as we both know. So, you know, kind of to make a long story short, I think that from my perspective here, James, I would say that I really noticed some of the changes, probably, you know, when I was in college and slowly graduating college. And, you know, right now, there is, as we both know, there's a plethora of websites out there. There's a lot of blogs, there's a lot of podcasts, and there's a lot of videos, there's a lot of content out there. And so it's almost in a way like, you know, when you turn on your cable package, perhaps, or if you're someone that's a cord cutter, but keeping with the idea with the cable package, you're getting all these channels, and it's almost overflowing with what you want to do. So there's a lot of content out there. But it's, it has been interesting to see how it's evolved. I can tell you, you know, looking back when I graduated in May of 2010, and I talked to, when I talked to college students about this still to this day, there was a lot of things that we did not have then at our disposal, like Instagram or, you know, YouTube really wasn't, you know, this big opportunity for content creators or Twitch 
uh, for doing, whether for television or seeing how it's kind of intertwining now with some of the sports uh, leagues, maybe some of the smaller ones, or perhaps even sports radio. So there's a lot of the evolution of technology and how it's kind of intertwined the sports has certainly changed. And it's certainly going to, as we both know, you know, COVID certainly changing the game plan. So it'll be interesting to see where it does go going forward. Yeah. And um, I'm glad that you brought up COVID-19 because um, obviously it's, it's set a lot of people's careers back, but I'm kind of intrigued to see if it kind of hurt your career in a sense or kind of bettered it. Great question. You know, COVID, unfortunately, you hit the nail on the head, James. You know, it has impacted both myself, others, family members, friends, and so forth. But I think in a way, for a lot of us, I think it's also kind of had to make us sit down and kind of rethink the whole process, really think about what is it that we want to be doing? You know, we're stuck at home. A lot of us were still working from home. We're still, you know, not being able to, you know, gather. We have to do the social distancing, hand washing, masks, all that type of stuff. You know, one of the real pieces that obviously I lost is, you know, I'm a high school and you know, middle school sports official. Um, you know, I was my decision to opt out of fall sports. You know, fall sports, obviously, from the high school level, it was a little different than where the college world had to kind of make decisions a little bit sooner than the high schools around here, as we both know, whether you're here in Massachusetts or Rhode Island, Connecticut, New York, and so forth. So, you know, losing that, obviously, is something that I do look forward to getting back on the field and you know, not having the opportunity to, you know, to be at a lot of the college games because, you know, a lot of colleges, you know, as we both know, both yours and mine, obviously do not have sports going on around here unless you do go unless someone went to Boston College that might be listening to this and able to uh, to watch and cheer on the, the football team. And I believe if I have this right, some of the other small fall sports teams are playing some small competition. But what New Time has really allowed me to do here, James, over the past couple of months is really kind of think about a couple things. Number one is who is my audience? You know, I mentioned in a previous answer that you asked about my audience, you know, kind of identifying, you know, a niche, you know, covering a small, co you know, the small colleges, covering some high schools, maybe minor league, like, or such as even like, you know, the college baseball leagues around here, whether it's a Cape Cod league or a futures league or uh, um, the New England Collegiate Baseball League, the NACBL, you know, you have to, I think, I kind of identified, okay, you know, a lot of the audience that I was attracting was probably more the smaller ones, not the big time of like a, a Patriots, Celtics, Red Sox, and Bruins. So I had to really kind of think to myself, what type of content putting myself in their shoes they want to read? So early on in this, it was kind of in a way wrapping up our top tens and uh, for the season for basketball, you know, as we both know, Division Three and Division Two was really upended from the March Madnesses. Uh, Division Three was going into weekend number two. Division Two, I think, was just about to get started, and obviously the Division Ones were around here. Uh, were obviously uh, ended up going to the sidelines. They were in the conferences, so you know, trying to figure out exactly, hey, what you know, what is it that they want? You know, whether it's top, you know, wrapping up the top tens, you know, doing. Um, some, you know, kind of throwback pieces of, you know, what were some games that we covered or what were some of the best players that played over the past decade in Massachusetts for D3 football and so forth. And so that got a lot of attention. But, you know, like you and like a lot of us in the content creation space, you know, I've really focused hard on my, you know, really emphasize on the podcast going into the, to the, the fall. You know, one of my biggest goals was what is Noontime Sports, the podcast, number one, and number two, what type of things do I want to tell on it? And the noontime way is, I know, something you're familiar with, and I'm sure your listeners will learn as well. We like to keep it positive. You know, that's that's part of the time right now that we're in. You know, there's a lot of noise that's out there. You know, we're living in a 
not just dealing with a pandemic, there's a lot that's going on, whether it's dealing with racial injustice, um, you know, there's voting, there's, you know, it's a political climate right now with the election coming up next week. Uh, there's a lot of talk going on about mental health and empathy. And so there's a lot that's going on and, you know, really wanting to make sure when we bring guests on, you know, to be able to talk with them, you know, talk about what they're doing or maybe some of the COVID things that have forced them to change in some ways or, you know, restructure their business model, but also keep it in a positive, upbeat light. And, and that's been great. And it's been great to have different folks come on, whether they're from Team Impact, which is a fantastic nonprofit organization here in the Boston area, to folks from the lacrosse world, folks from media, folks from college athletics, doing roundtables. And so, you know, trying to touch a lot on that and the podcast has been a lot of fun. And, you know, I think that those are some things that I've really worked on and focused on during this time. Yeah. Um, you, you bring up a lot of great points, especially with COVID and trying to adapt to the environment. Um, someone who's run a website like myself and like yourself, um, can you kind of explain like the challenges you faced? Great question. So, you know, I think one of the first things you have to do is we both know, you know, not trying to rehash month by month as we both know, because I think we could be here for a while, you know, Hey, James, what did you do? Hey, Matt, what did you do? But what I would say is that, you know, one of the things that I had to do was, so, you know, I was fortunate enough, James, to be honest with you at the beginning where there was still college content that needed to get wrapped up. So as I mentioned, you know, we host a couple of, we have some partnerships that we've developed, whether it's with the Worcester area college basketball association, posting players of the week, uh, to also the end of the year teams and so forth, end of the year awards. You know, we've, uh, my, I and a few others have also assembled um, a couple of groups to do some New England D3 football top 10 or top 20 polls or top 10 for basketball for men and women's, wrapping that up, end of the year awards and so forth. Uh, and then also having to quickly really kind of, you know, scrap across, but try to, to highlight some of those student athletes that did get on the field, maybe for two games or three games or the most. So I had some of that. There was some you know, kind of looking around, seeing what else was going on at the time. But then, you know, as I'd say, like, you know, the spring turned into the summertime, you know, it was kind of a, when I was looking at the content calendar, I'm thinking, okay, well, I've got the podcast, you know, I was fortunate enough to have a great intern uh, named Mia Alain, who was a correspondent from uh, Whedon, who worked throughout, did some great content, produced some great content. So she was helping out with putting some stuff up for, through social media. Um, you know, we were able to work with one of our partners, uh, Zelos Athletics on Instagram to do workout Wednesdays. So we were finding different kind of creative ways or kind of really having to, you know, through some different Zoom meetings with like kind of talking both like with correspondents that go through the site and myself and the partners and saying, hey, what are some things that, you know, we could do that we could work together and cross remote during this time and help each other out. You know, an area that I never uh, jumped into was doing some stuff on social sports in the adult sports league, because as we know, when the economy here in Massachusetts started to slowly reopen at the end of May and early June, there was leagues such as social sports leagues to little league to men's and, you know, baseball leagues or women's softball leagues that were getting started up and they had to abide as we both know by certain requirements. So, you know, being able to check in and tell stories about teams from the Yaki baseball league or the inner city baseball league that decided to shut down, but still wanted to do something. Uh, I think it was, they were going to do something in the memory of Pete Brady's. And then as we got closer to the fall, you know, eventually we realized, okay, Hey, like this is just going to be, the kind of, the, you know, this is the kind of going in the way towards the new normal here. You know, I think that we had to make sure to figure out exactly what was some sort of type of content that we wanted to produce. You know, it goes back to, I would say, 2010, 2011, the daily noontime. That's taken on multiple 
that's looked on multiple fronts so many years, it's, that's evolved. I mean, initially that was always a quote unquote email marketing type of piece uh, that was just for a website. And so that's taken on different forms over the years. Now it's kind of more of a kind of a, you know, Hey, uh, be positive. Here's a bunch of links, but you know, kind of intertwining, you know, with a theme. So for instance, today, uh, Wednesday, October 28th, the theme was about the World Series wrapping up Los Angeles Dodgers winning, clinching it for the first time in 22 seasons. Uh, so, you know, going back to finding some interesting links. But one of the things that I try to do through the daily noontime is not just link back to like the ESPNs of the world or the, maybe the, the Globe or the New York Times, but trying to find some of those pieces. You know, a great website that I've enjoyed following that's popped up that covers the, the business of sports is called Sportico. And so they had a great piece that no one was writing about. Hey, uh, that final out ball was worth $250,000. So, you know, trying to find uh, pieces that were, you know, are out there that are a little bit different. That so our followers are not expecting to be coming to say, well, I already watched the game and, you know, I know the outcome or I know that Mookie Betts hit a home run or that Kevin Cash decided to not, you know, to yank his pitcher, uh, you know, with about one out to go in the sixth innings. So, you know, trying to do that. Um, you know, and keeping up with also kind of some updated news that's going on in the college world. Again, you know, we're at that point right now, we're end of October, early November, we're probably going to be seeing some updates over the next couple of days and weeks about, you know, whether there'll be college hoops or college basketball. And then, you know, a couple of weeks and months later, we should be knowing a little more about the fate of spring sports season and so forth. So, you know, COVID at the end of the day, kind of going back to your last question, it, it has forced by myself and I've had some you know some friends or colleagues or interns over the years that have been able to say hey you know what can we try to do differently or what are some stories that we aren't telling that maybe we want to try to do uh, that's that's been this has been kind of a golden opportunity to be able to do that yeah um and so not only do you run noontime sports but you're still with gatehouse media uh state high school right freelancing so, uh, yes, I occasionally have checked into Gannon. I haven't done much with Gannon in a while. You know, I walked away in 2018 just to focus on noontime and a few other uh, opportunities that uh, were coming about, you know, doing stuff with the NFHS network, working with Inside Lacrosse, um, doing some, con you know, a lot of work in the college space world on, you know, game days and, you know, working with some maybe athletic departments on content or content creation and marketing. So, you know, I've been very fortunate, James, you know, to be able to just to not, you know, you know to do you know, kind of in a way, be a little bit of a self-employed person, which has its positives and it has, it has its ups and downs during this time. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a great time, though, to also, as I would say to anyone, to really use this opportunity to, you know, while some of us might be on the sidelines, you know, depending on each person's situation, you know, really trying to use this time wisely to take classes or tap into resources that, you might not be able to have a great example is of a colleague of mine who works in the sports uh, in the college sports world. I, you know, not naming the person, but I had no clue they were interested. I think they're going to go get their masters actually right now. And so, you know, I think that that's, that's empowering to me is that I think that as much as a lot of us, just like yourself, you know, and my, my, me too, we do miss the sports. We do miss the games. We do miss the camaraderie of the SIDs and the coaches and the players and the students and, you know, the fans and the parents that you get to interact with, you know, whether it's on a weekend or a Tuesday afternoon, uh, the athletic directors, of course, as well. But, you know, those days will come back. And I think that when they do come back, James, I think there's going to be a real 
it's going to be a real special feeling, you know, like that first game, whether it's a football game or soccer game, you know, with everything that uh, each individual has had to deal with at some points, it's just going to be a real special feeling. And, you know, I really look forward to, you know, continuing to be involved with those schools, uh, both now obviously offline in a way, but then when they do go back online and seeing what that experience is going to be like, there'll be some great stories and some great memories that are going to be made. And it's going to be a pretty special time. Yeah, um, I'm kind of interested in hearing uh, more about the journalist side of things. Um, obviously, you and I both know um, being a journalist comes with its struggles. Um, I remember uh, right out of college, um, I had an interview with the Patriot Ledger for a freelance sports writing job. And I walked into there and the editor basically kind of sat me down and said, look, journalism is dying. You don't want to work here. And then that's kind of the, the theme that I kind of saw throughout my career trying to get a job. And that's kind of what motivated me to make No Limit Jumper. So I kind of want to hear your, your thoughts on the term journalism is dead. Why do I always see these athletes result to these outrageous methods for pain recovery? You got it all wrong. Make your way over to ExcelRx. These hemp-based products are all natural, 100% effective, and it offers strong pain relief for the ultimate recovery. Make sure to type in the code NLJ5 to get 20% off your order. Well, it's an interesting, I appreciate you sharing that story. You know, I, I wouldn't know if I'd fully classify, classify myself as a journalist. You know, I went to school, majored in American studies, which is English and history. Still to this day, I like to joke around that I cheated my way to, you know, majoring in a, you know, double majoring in both, uh, both areas. But, you know, I think from my end, I think when I look at journalism right now, you know, journalism, I think maybe for a lot of folks out there, you know, there's that maybe that kind of quote unquote 1950s style of, you know, the, the men who are, you know, kind of maybe looking like the Mad Men era in a way or, you know, to a year later with the hats and the, the signs that say press on them and so forth, you know, that that's out the window. I, I think for journalism these days, you know, it's, yes, it is a challenge. It's, it's a very different field than it was say 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago, you know, jobs at the time, maybe when I was coming out of college were a little bit more, uh, there was a little bit more opportunities for, you know, for folks to get involved as freelancers and correspondents and being able to, to latch on. But, you know, if you look at both, you know, what's gone on over the past 10 years, maybe even going back to, you know, 15 years and so forth, a lot of newspapers have had to make the tough choices to decide whether, you know, they can keep on certain contracts or be able to continue to, you know, and printing has been an interesting uh, kind of thing. You know, you look at some newspapers, unfortunately, during this time that, you know, are only printing maybe five days a week or four days a week and so forth. But when it comes to your comment about journalism, you know, I think a lot of folks that you're seeing, unfortunately, because whether it's COVID or pre-COVID, you know, are, are stepping aside or starting up something, um, you know, perhaps trying to realize that, hey, you know, the, the journalism that I would say to someone like yourself, your listeners, anyone these days, is that it's not just strictly write a story, send it to your editor, read it the next day, or, you know, back in the old days, hey, read it that night when it comes out. What now journalism is, is really is, you know, for folks, it's, it's, again, it's kind of like a broad, you know, it's a broad stroke because there's multiple tiers to it. There's the blogging aspect, which we've been talking a lot about on this show. There's the, you know, writing for a, a website, which, you know, can also uh, be considered blogging in a way, but there's also, you know, being a, a video producer. There's, you know, doing audio, you know, audio uh, podcast. There's doing, 
you know, behind the scenes. So, you know, there's a lot of different things that are going on. But I think what's what's tough is about journalism these days is that, you know, there's a lot of outlets, there's a lot of places that people can go to. And what I would say to you, and I would say to your listeners and to folks that I spoke, you know, individuals, young men and young women that I speak to uh, in the college world, or maybe even in the high school world is that, you know, the biggest thing that I, I've learned throughout my career is that you have to be versatile. You kind of have to be a chameleon in a way, which is you got to learn so many things. You have to know how to, you know, run a camera, how to run a teleprompter, you know, maybe put together a rundown, how to write for television, how to write for radio, how to write for web, you know, writing for web, writing for television, writing for radio are three different things. You know, you might say a word uh, for web that you wouldn't use on television and vice versa for radio, you know, and then you need to know how to do some production. You need to know how to do graphic design. You know, I mean, I'd say about, you know, five, 10, 20 years, you know, five, 10 years ago, the, the emphasis on graphics and content creation or Adobe Sparks or, you know, video editing, you know, motion uh, graphics and so forth. A lot of that was stuff that was not really coming to the forefront. Analytics is another one too. Um, but, you know, there's a lot, you know, again, kind of going back to what I said initially to start the same, you know, this question that you asked, there's so much more to it these days. So, you know, what I would say to someone is the best way to get involved in journalism is to do exactly what you're doing, James, which is you're running a website, you're hosting a podcast, you know, you're starting, you know, you're sharing your content through social media, you're networking, you're talking with people. And that's exactly, in my mind, the best way that you're going to be able to do it. But I also would take it a step further by saying, you know, for me, you know, I, I chose a, a field or more of a particular niche, the small colleges, some of the high schools here in Eastern Massachusetts, maybe occasionally some stories or links or updates on other sports from uh, you know the New England area and decided saying, okay, that's what I'm going to do. Now, it wasn't that people weren't covering, covering you know, like say like, you know, an MIT or a WPI or an Endicott or a Middlebury or a Bates or a Huston or some or a Trinity. It was just that those stories perhaps were not always, a, you know, a daily piece or, you know, every other day and so forth. So it took time for me to develop you know, those relationships with those schools, the athletic departments, the coaches, the, pro the programs and so forth. And over time, obviously, it's kind of, it's paid off. And so, you know, I, I chose to do that. So that's an example of something that I would say that you need to find a niche. You know, there's, everyone wants to write about the, you know, around tiers we both know, we're both mass guys, I know, is that, you know, a lot of us want to write about the Patriots right now, the struggles they're dealing with, or the Red Sox, or the Celtics, or the Bruins, and there's also the Revolution. You know, there's BC, there's colleges, there's high schools, but there's other sports that are looming out there. You know, there's e-games, there's, you know, small minor league teams, there's, you know, college baseball, there's, you know, uh, different startups that are going on, there's sports business. So, you know, the athlete, you know, the sports field in general is definitely, you know, being looked at in a different perspective. And I think that we, people, I would say to anyone is, okay, if you want to write about the Red Sox or you want to write about BC football, or you want to write about, you know, a local high school team, Try to do it in a way that someone's not doing that. And that's always been one of the, the goals that I look at when it comes to noontime, or the objectives, excuse me, when it comes to noontime, is try to tell the story in a way that your competitor is not. Um, it's good to be able to look at your competitor and understand exactly what they're doing and some of the things that, you know, maybe you could take away or spin in your own way. But there's there's a lot out there, um, and, it's, there is, and it's a tough field. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we both know that. You know, a lot of folks... You know, I was on a, a show the other day with a young young boy and a young man, excuse me, 
who asked me kind of a similar question. And, you know, one of the things that I would say is some folks will, you know, come out of school and, you know, they might shoot up the ladder pretty fast. And that's going to happen just like in any field it does. But there's stories of, you know, colleagues that I've known or friends that have been able to, you know, do journalism or do blogging or do podcasts, you know, in the afternoon or evening, and they work a full-time job and they're still able to pursue what they want to do. And, you know, we live in a different world these days than we did say 15, 20, 30 years ago. And I think that one thing that will be interesting, you know, coming out of it is that I think there are a lot of people, James, you know, whether it's you or I or others uh, that we know or are, are starting to learn more of that are starting to start up websites, they're starting up podcasts. And, and they're, they're, they're going to be, a, a, the question is, you know, will they stay, stick around and continue doing it during, you know, the post-COVID era? I would say yes. Um, and some of them, I think, might also start, you know, trying to say, hey, how do we work together more? How do we collaborate? So I think there's, you know, it's an interesting response that you've received, but I think that there's definitely still hope for uh, for journalism going forward. Yeah, and um, it was a very interesting response a few years ago, and I'm kind of starting to see uh, the trend in that area, so I kind of stopped actively looking. But I remember the first time that I ever uh, discovered Noontime Sports, I actually reached out to you and asked for a job, and I think you were the nicest person to reject me. And you kind of were just like, no, I'm not looking for anybody, but keep going with what you're doing. I love what you're doing. And I feel like that's where I kind of like implemented me like, oh, I'm going to, I check you out now daily and it's the noontime way. You're right. You keep things positive. And that's the kind of pickup that I needed. I don't really think that you notice how much that, that little sentence impacted me, but leading into my next question, I'm really interested to hear. So when I look, uh, when I'm looking for uh, information about sports going on in uh, the Boston area, Massachusetts area, I go to you. So I'm kind of curious to, to hear when, when was the time that it clicked that like, Hey, maybe noontime sports can really be something. Well, first off, I just want to say, I, I appreciate that. I remember our exchange uh, when you reached out to me and you know, what my, it goes back, truthfully, James, to just because of, you know, being coming out of a small, small, small college, you know, just kind of growing up, watching the way my parents, you know, you know, treated uh, folks, which is something they've always instilled upon my sister and I. And so I, I'm glad that you can bring that story up because, again, I think that, uh, you know, I'm glad that we've been able to continue to stay in touch. You know, yeah, I appreciate the, uh, the kind words, but, you know, being able to join you on the podcast today is, uh, is a great feeling. So I'm glad we're able to do that. Um, but regards to your question, um, got to at least guy said the thank you first. Uh, the, you know, for me, you know, I think it really was so, you know, I was in the startup world for about over a little over a year and it was uh, late 2016, early 2017. And, you know, I really wanted to kind of, you know, I was working as an associate producer. I was hired as a production assistant with Lack Sports Network. It was a great experience, learned a lot, but I was ready to kind of apply you know, some of the things I learned from the production side to eventually the podcast and to the content creation and learning more about what makes good content and so forth and still continue to learn to this day, believe it or not. But it really wasn't, I think, until 2017. And, you know, I think that the aha moment really kind of came late 2017, early 2018. You know, I was fortunate. I know you mentioned, you know, my former employers that I occasionally continue just to check in with. Um, on a, you know, monthly or whenever basis, you know, just with, ha you know, rooting for them to be successful. And I think they're going to do fine um, going forward, hopefully. But, you know, it was probably late 2017, early 2018, 
you know, I was starting to cover more of like the hyper local angle and was getting more, you know, getting to know more folks and, you know, that wanted to, you know, work to get, you know, work or be able to tell these stories. But I think for me, James, you know, truthfully, I don't mind sharing this story. You know, we all have stories. We all have ups and downs throughout our careers. And I'm a, I'm a big guy that loves inspiration. You know, I start my mornings every, you know, with kind of, uh, there's a couple of good quote podcasts, like the daily quote of the day or the quote of the day on Spotify. Uh, I'll listen to sometimes some gold cast videos. I just got Sh Jay Shetty's book, uh, which I think is, you know, how to think like a monk that I'm really excited to read. And, you know, from my end, you know, I'm always trying to understand, Hey, you know, sometimes, you know, what happens when, you know, you hit rock bottom and what happens. So, you know, it was late 2017, you know, it was a rainy day like it is today as we're recording, you know, my, my laptop completely busted. There was uh, some issues, I had a meeting that got canceled the last minute. It felt like, again, the sky was really falling. And I, I was concerned because I was thinking, you know, is this really something that I want to keep doing and so forth? And so, you know, I had a, a great chat and just said, you know what, with myself, I said, you know, I'm done. Like, you know, I'm just going to throw, throw in the towel. And I ended up writing a medium post just kind of saying, you know, thank you to everyone. You know, it's been a great, you know, at the time, you know, it was a great, great ride, but it's time to move on. And, you know, I had family and friends that were first off kind of thrown off by that because I put it out on social media and the responses were overwhelming to me. It was, you know, here I was, you know, here I am late twenties or, you know, going into about the, you know, 30 years old a year later. And I'm hearing from folks that, you know, it's just like you, which I'm flattered by. Well, I, I read the Daily Noontime or, you know, your D3 football cover, you covered my former school or you covered my, my roommate. Um, coaches reach out to me, you know, people were texting. And I, to me, James, that was really kind of the aha moment because it wasn't, I wasn't trying to look for any attention. You know, we all at some point in our lives will struggle. We're all going to face some challenges. We're all going to face some hurdles, but it's kind of like the Vince Lombardi way, which is, you know, if you can get, not, uh, if you get knocked down, it's about getting back up. And it doesn't matter how, how many times you do it. I mean, you can fall down until you're, you know, uh, 75 times and get up 76 times and that 76 time is going to be it. And so, you know, again, it was a real humbling and kind of overwhelming moment. Uh, tears are dropped, just kind of, wow. And so I'd say going into 2018, I kind of had this moment, you know, this some new momentum behind me saying, look, you know what, let's just, let's just, you know, take the pressure off and, you know, try to have some fun with it and try to make some, you know, new connections and see where it goes. And it really wasn't until about, I'd say about the past, you know, two years where, you know, really started kind of clicking for me. And, you know, I'm very thankful to, to the coaches, the athletic directors, the sports information directors, you know, the student athletes, you know, for all their help with promoting and getting it out there. And, and then right now, obviously with the podcast, you know, not always having just, you know, strictly all college athletic folks on but having folks like yourself and having others uh to come on and do different you know just talk about what they're doing or different things that they're kind of adapting to in the post you know in the current COVID world that's inspiring is what it is and just hearing the stories you know of uh different people you know one of the best uh, going back to Jay Shetty for a second he had a video a couple of years ago that I think is so important and it's something that I certainly subscribe to and I know it's something that we've kind of crossed back and forth with through uh, LinkedIn is that, you know, I think that sometimes there is this quote unquote timetable of, you know, you graduate college or you go to some sort of school and then, you know, you, after a couple of years, okay, you get married, then you settle down, you have kids and you work for a job for 30, 40 years. Well, it's 2020. We know it's a really bizarre year because of the pandemic. 
But if there's one thing that we have to remember is that that's not how life works. You know, sometimes people get married at 35 or 40. People, you know, go from job to job and eventually don't find something until they're 45 years old that they love. And, you know, people that, you know, want to do something and make career changes and want to do what they love, you know, I mean, noontime sports at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there's a lot of passion and excitement, you know, it's been a lot of hard work, you know, there's been, you know, uh, just, you know, building up, you know, building it up, you know, from the get go, from the ground up, you know, it never was something that I think I imagined I'd be having still running to this day. But to me, it's something that I'm proud of that I've been able to continue doing. And, you know, I think that's it to me is that I think that I try to encourage folks like yourself, which again, I really am flattered and appreciate the kind words that you said to me. Um, but, you know, I think that at the end of the day, I, I want people to do kind of like what I'm doing, which is pursuing what I love and just believing in yourself. You know, we're all going to get knocked down, like I said, but you have to keep going. And, you know, the fact that you're saying to me is, hey, you know, I, I come to your website or listen to your show or watch the videos. That's that's inspiring. And that's that's what it's all about. It's it's not about just from my perspective, it's not about, you know, having to get thousands of followers or overnight or having thousands of people read you. If you can have an impact once a day, in my opinion, and I always strive for this. And I try to say this to you, I'll say this to you, just like I'd say to, to, to colleagues or those who want to get into media or content creation or marketing or whatever, is that it's not about the end product. It's just about, hey, if you can make an, a, an impact on one person every single day, then that's a victory. And it doesn't have, and it can be a blog post, it can be a podcast, it can be a video, it can be a, a photo, whatever, or just a nice email. And that, that's what it's all about. That's exactly what I try to strive for. And the fact that you had uh, a pretty uh, uh, a conversation with yourself about moving on with Noontime Sports in what, year six or seven? And I'm having that same conversation with myself heading into year two. It just shows how much motivation and determination you have to keep on going. And it's crazy how much Noontime Sports has grown. I think I started following you I think it was sophomore, junior year of college. That was about three, four years ago. To see mm-hmm. where it's come now, it's just, I don't know any, anyone else is do, who is doing what you're doing around the Boston area and covering the sports. So that's why I go to you because you're, for one, authentic. Two, you, ha- you put a different spin on these articles because I, I look at the Boston Globe and I look at the Patriot Ledger and all these other publications and I'm bored reading the articles. You know, going through college and learning uh, how to become a journalist and everything, you're taught how to write to a template. And for when I look at Noontime Sports, I don't see that. I don't see you writing to a template. I see your voice. That's kind of what I want to emphasize with No Limit Jumper and the writers that I have on my staff is just to be yourself. And like you said, make an impact. If you can make one person's day at the end of the day, then you've done a good job. But lastly, my last question to you is anyone out there who is trying to do what we're doing and trying to be successful and kind of pursue their passion, uh, do you have any words of advice for them? Sure. So, you know, I, you, you asked, uh, you kind of used your last, this question here, you say about success. You know, I think that that's something that I want to kind of convey uh, to your listeners here as we kind of wrap up. You know, success, and you know, when you open a dictionary, success is going to say, you know, this is what this is. But I think that what you need to do, whether you're, you know, first off, I would say this, um, define success however you want. It could be, you know, waking up in the morning, having your cup of coffee, 
and getting to go for a walk with like, you know, for me, I would say, hey, going for a walk, my wife, my dog, you know, that's a great way to start my day or, you know, getting a workout in or being able to put out one blog post or being able to send five emails or five LinkedIn messages just to check in with friends and colleagues. So, you know, that's to me, I think when you when you define success and what you want to do. I would say trying to think about exactly what it is that's going to make you happy. And, and that's what I would say is success. So, you know, when it translates or correlates to what you and I are doing, blogging, websites, you know, marketing, all that type of stuff, podcasting, you know, it's doing it that first off, make sure you love what you do. That's something I believe is important. Uh, number two is don't get discouraged. You know, it's again, it's a tough world out there with a lot that's going on, um, not just in the sports world, but, you know, in, you know, in general as a whole, and I think that folks need to realize that, you know, this is a time right now where, you know, your mental health is important. You know, there's some days, I'll be honest with you, where, you know, I'll wake up and say, hey, you know, I got to take a mental health day. I've just got to, you know, just read some books or, you know, binge on a little Netflix or, you know, make some food or, you know, just do something with my dog or my wife. And, and those, that's important, you know, making sure you do that. Um, but the other thing I would say, too, is that, you know, Make sure to to find to work on something that you love. You know, and you if you wake up every single morning and you're passionate about what you know to get out of bed because you can't wait to uh, to work on a, a new opportunity or a new project or be able to collaborate or be able to uh, do what we're doing here. You know, hopping on Zoom right now with so many people using it and being able to connect that way. You know, I think those are those are really important things that you need to be able to do. Is that you know that you got to love what you got to do. But I also think that at the end of the day, man, I would say, you know, it's, it's just about, you know, love the journey and embrace the journey too. you know, be uh, open to the fact that the journey could take you to multiple, you know, stops that you may have never done. I never thought of, you know, when I, by the time I was 25 years old, I never thought I would have been able to cover at least one game at the TD Garden, Gillette Stadium in Fenway Park. That wasn't something that I thought would happen that quickly, but it was just fortunate enough that there were some events that were going on that I was able to get credentialed with, or perhaps I was with other outlets and able to report for them. So, you know, the journey is going to be, you know, twists and turns at certain times, but embrace it, you know, be willing to learn, be willing to accept failure. Uh, failure is great. I mean, I, I think, you know, I fail all the time, man. I mean, I think and that's, that's something that people have to realize is that it's okay to, to fail, but, you know, learn from it and being able to turn it around and you know, at the end of the day, define what success is to you because success, you know, to the person to your left and the person to your right is going to mean totally something different than to them than it is to you. And be proud of who you are at the end of the day, because again, you know, this is a crazy time we're all living in. The important thing is that everyone continue to stay safe, stay healthy and so forth. And, you know, check in on each other and do things like this that they love to do. And then at the end of the day, just, you know, make sure they, you know, you continue to find something that you love and it might take time. You know, it might be something where, you know, you're very passionate about coffee or very passionate about pies or very passionate about baseball. Well, find ways if you want to be a content creator to to create stuff that maybe is not out there or maybe is out there, put your own spin on to it and just have fun with it and let the uh, let the, see where the journey takes you. Uh, Matt, uh, thank you so much for taking the time out to to join me for the No Little Jumper podcast. Um, Keep on uh, spreading that noontime way to everybody. I know I feel a lot better now just by talking to you on the show. I want to go run a marathon right now because I feel so <laughs> talking to you. Um, but no, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Like I said, again, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. 
Awesome. Well, hey, listen, James, you're doing a great job. I wish you and obviously your team all the best and uh, look forward to having you come back at some point. We'll have to, have to pay back the favor. One of these days, we'll get you on the Noontime Podcast. Sounds good, man.